This is the fifth Dragon Ball Insider podcast taking place on May 3rd, 2014. A.K.A. The Dragon Baller, and I'm here with Dave, A.K.A. D.B. Eternity. What's up, Dave? Eh, nothing much, you know. Here in California, Southern, eh, the past few days have been extremely hot. We Today, we just had, like, 104-degree weather, and in San Diego, there's a bunch of fires going on, and it's really dangerous, and, you know, just normal life here in California, you know? <laughs> but... Yeah. You don't have to worry about that. So, Well, according to the Farmer's Almanac, it's supposed to be the hottest and wettest summer on record. Uh, but um, We're in a drought, so, uh, it's, uh, so we don't get any well, that's, rain whatsoever. <laughs> well, you know, that's just what it uh, seems like. It's been pretty wet here so far, so we'll see what happens. But What's new with you, man? Anything? Uh, well, let's see. On Tuesday... Wait, no, on Monday, I had my AP biology exam, which was, I wasn't prepared for it because the teacher sucks, mm-hmm. but I felt I at least passed it. I totally BSed my, my essays, but, you know, I'm pretty sure I got at least minimum points for those. And yesterday, I had my AP European history exam, which which uh, was easy, but completely, um, you know, just my, my energy was depleted completely after that because it started at 12 and ended at 5. So it was five hours, and I had to be concentrated for about four of those, and I finished one hour early, and I was just sitting there doing nothing for an hour. So it was really, really, really painful. Yeah, well, the worst test I've ever had to take is the ACT and SAT, so I take pretty pretty standard classes, so eh, I don't have to I worry have, about that. I have to take those next year anyways. Yeah, those are... I'm an SAT kind of guy. ACT, I hated, but, you know, whatever, whatever's better for you. But um, I have recently got into Attack on Titan, which I've told you before. Mm-hmm. Um... Finished Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Ugh, that was sweet. Great series. Oh, I thought you were saying, ugh, you don't no, like it. No, it's I was like, great. What? Yeah, it is really good. It was good. But, um, what else? Prom's coming up. So all that's kind of going down. I don't know. That's about it for me. Mm. Oh, oh, speaking of, well, Godzilla comes out. And Godzilla. I'm pretty excited for that. Godzilla is it, is it like a movie? It's a movie. It's actually an American one, but it was made in cooperation with Toho. Uh, okay. So I don't know what to expect from it. I mean, the the first American movie sucked, but that was hmm. only a, an American studio. So this is in cooperation with a Japanese one. So I'm not sure, but I just kind I like the uh, old movies that they they put out in Japan. So I don't know. 
I'm gonna go see it tomorrow though, so. That's cool. Eh, that's all. Look into that. That's about it. Yep. Want to get into some of these topics? Yeah, let's do it. So on March 23, uh, the weekend of March 23 in Japan, uh, there was a convention, Anime Japan, uh, that was held, and there, there was an event, a Dragon Ball one being, sh uh, and there was a stand there was being showcased, uh, in which maps were posted. And these maps contained, uh, well, highlighted a few countries that would possibly uh, license Battle of Gods in, in the future. Um, it lists 29 countries, and this included the United States. This does not mean, however, that um, Battle of Gods is confirmed for an American release. This is just an implication. It's not definitive. Um, what we can get from this, though, is that it, Funimation or Fox, whoever, get, whoever decides to get it, will bring it here, but it's just a matter of time. The, the, the main reason that uh, it's taken so long to, to even, you know, be spoken of here is because of the licensing just being a total fiasco. Firstly... Um, Toei does not want to give out the license here just yet, even though they've given it to um, China, uh, South America, and other, other places, and, and not the United States, they just haven't sold it to us yet, and we don't know when they will. But it, it seems to be it, se it seems that they will in the future, we just don't know when. But it's just not confirmed that they will. Yeah, we just we just assume it's going to happen. Uh, and also, about the licensing, there's a bit of comp uh, there's, there's complications there too. Because um, Fox, since Dragon Ball Evolution, owns all theatrical distribution rights for, for the Dragon Ball franchise. This includes any movie that was made for Japanese theaters, meaning Battle of Gods, if it were to be, uh, if the license were to be sold here, that means they would get it first. So, uh, since no, probably no one wants Fox to handle another Dragon Ball movie ever again, um, I guess it, it, there's also complications there because Funimation legally can't obtain it unless Fox says they're not going to do anything with it then Funimation could buy the license from Fox. But since Fox doesn't have the license until he hasn't sold it to them, uh, Funimation can't get it, and they can't dub it. That's why Funimation is actually uh, focusing on Kai more. Because, well, there's a bit of complications with that dub, too, but we have seen confirmation from Sean Shemmel that the dub is being produced... Um, and the reason for this is they can get the license from that, whereas for Battle of Gods, they can't. So I've seen... I thought that... Hmm? Sorry. Keep no, going. no, what, what was it? I thought that um, Chris Sabat came out and said that there's, like, nothing on it. Like, Sean Schemmel came out and was like, 
yeah, we're either like done recording or you know we're in the recording process. And then Chris Abbott was like, no, we're we're not doing. Like, they haven't they like contradicted. Themselves? Yeah, like I said, I think in a previous podcast, I think that mm-hmm. uh, Sabat just said that so the hype dies down, because yeah. he's the he's the boss. You know, he's he's the main mm-hmm. the main guy behind any Funimation Dragon Ball Z thing. So mm-hmm. what I think is he's only saying that because, well. There's a lot of hype going around that the that the coup, that the Kaya Boo saga is gonna happen, um, and in the midst of all this dra- uh, all this Dragon Ball stuff going around in the world right now, he just you know wants it wants wants it wants the hype to die down die down so that um, fans won't get antsy about it and they can focus on, on creating a quality product, and so they're not rushed to get it out. So that's why I think Sabat said that. But I, I trust the, the, the word of a worker more than the boss, if you will. So I'm pretty sure that they're actually dubbing it. It's just Chris Sabat doesn't want it to get rushed because of the hype. So, and, uh, so yeah, that's, I've seen a lot of uh, arguments on Instagram about this. Why are, why are Funimation doing Kai, which isn't technically new, and not Battle of Gods? Like I said... Funimation can't get the license for Battle of Gods, whereas they can acquire the license for Kai. And in either case, they're going to get a lot of money from this. So, naturally, they take what they can get. Speaking of Kai, though, I guess we'll get to that later, though. And uh, that's it for the Battle of Gods rumors of of, uh, licensing and stuff. All right. Do you want to get into Dragon Ball Minus? Yeah, let's do that. So, Dragon Ball Minus is a bonus chapter of Jack of the Galactic Patrolman, which is a prequel to Dragon Ball. And in this new Dragon Ball um, chapter, we see Goku's mother for the first time, and her name is Gine, um, which is a pun on the word Negi. That's the right. Am I pronouncing that right? Negi, yeah, that's right. Negi, which in Japanese means spring onion. And we learn about Bardock's relationship with Goku's mother and how he was not like this wasn't an ordinary Saiyan relationship, and it was more emotionally involved and romantic, unlike pure Saiyans that lived in relationships for the sole purpose of reproduction. And which is weird about this chapter. This chapter really kind of contradicts itself and raises a lot of questions. If you want to compare it to the episode of Bardock, which not episode of Bardock, or um, episode of Bardock was a sp- okay. Not, well, Bardock, I'm, I'm Father of Goku, the, I, yeah. The TV special, not the OVA. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me talk about that because <laughs> I, right. I'm, I'm kind of confused about what, what's canon and what's not anymore because yeah. this chapter was written by Toriyama himself. It was not written by. An assistant, Naho Oishi, or anyone else. It was Toriyama himself, meaning that this is automatically canon. This chapter, and obviously, it goes again. It goes uh, without saying that anything written by Toriyama it automatically overrides something that was canon before that wasn't written by Toriyama, which was the Bardock TV special. Yeah. Um. Basically. Uh. Well, what I think about this is. Most of it is still canon, the Bardock special. Like, Bardock confronting Frieza is 
and him knowing about, well, him knowing about the destruction of his planet is, but uh, what I don't, what obviously isn't canon is how Goku um, was sent to Earth in the first place. In the, t- in the TV special, it was he was sent to Earth to destroy it and to destroy it to make a habitable planet for aliens to buy from the Saiyans or the Frieza, or Frieza more, more like. But in this chapter, it contradicts that and Goku was actually sent to Earth in order for the Saiyans to survive because I, did Bardock know that the planet was going to get destroyed in this chapter? See, this, this I, I hate, I'm sorry, I hate Dragon Ball Minus, this new chapter. Like, the story in episode, or the, the Bardock special, Father of Goku, the story is so much better. Because, like, he's got, he gets, like, the mind, like, the prediction, the, the alien gives him the power to, like, foresee the future and, like, foresee the Saiyan's fate. And then he, like, gets betrayed by Frieza and his men, therefore, like, making him go, like, face Frieza. And then, like, I like his attitude where he doesn't really, like, care about Goku as much. And they're not, and, like, the doctor's sending him away to go destroy Earth because that's, like, Goku's mission. I don't like that in Dragon Ball Minus, like, Bardock is this, like, caring dad that, like, wants to protect Goku. Because, I mean, that, to me, this just seems like it's, like, a, a version of the Superman story. You know what I mean? Superman's plan yeah. was blowing up. His dad knew about it. And in order to protect him, they sent him away to, like, it's the same thing. I liked the original one so much better with, like... The, ep- the actual anime episode, Father of Bardock, or pff, Father of Goku. You know what I mean? Yeah, I gotcha. But what I think is, well, I don't really think much of it because since it was Toriyama, it's canon, so I can't, it's not really worth complaining about. Yeah. But um, it is kind of hard to, play, to place, um, to like pinpoint what isn't canon anymore. Yeah. Like, for example, did Kanasa, well, not Kanasa, Planet, well, was it Kanasa? Yes, it was Kanasa. Did that even happen? Did Bardock even get the power to foresee the future? Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, did Go, I mean, I I don't even remember, did Bardock know about the planet's destruction in in the chapter or not? Yeah, he did, because he He wouldn't have, yeah, he knew about the betrayal of, like, Frieza, but, like, but I think it was more because... Instead of him, like, predicting it and seeing it, his men were killed or something like that. Like, his friends. I don't know. I mean, I guess they, I, I'm, I might just be making this up, but I can go read it right now. Like, figure it out. But I think he did know because Bardock and his mom sent Goku away knowing that the planet was going to blow up. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then didn't they say that they would go with him or something? Like, meet up with him, and but the planet was destroyed? So... I, it it just doesn't seem likely that Bardock even has powers to see the future or anything anymore yeah. because he literally said in the chapter he per, he 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 feels like something bad is going to happen because all the Saiyans were sent back to planet Vegeta mm-hmm. and so it's just a hunch that he has and not really anything dramatic like being able to see in the future so it's kind of you know boring yeah it's lame and it's like it's really convenient to the plot that and then he's trying to depict Bardock as this loving father but in the Bardock special at at the very beginning at the very beginning he's like 
why would I care about my son? Like, why would I want to see him, you know, with his team? And he was, he was just talking, and he was like, and Celipo was like, hey, wasn't your son born the other day? And he's like, well, I don't care. So it's weird to think that Bardock before was shown as this father who just didn't care about his kids, mm-hmm. and now he's this loving father that, I don't know, Toriyama just wrote him differently. Yeah. I mean, like, what, so you like the original, like, Bardock's? Uh, yeah, I definitely right. like that one more, that more, but I can't complain, because this yeah. is canon now. I, honestly, I'm just going to try and put it behind me, and just remember the, the anime version, but that's just because I liked, Bardock was one of my favorite characters, like, in the way he was, like, the way he acted before was what I liked about him, you know what I mean? In the way yeah. he, like, kind of changed. I know it was a short episode, so I mean... He really, like, everything kind of happened kind of fast, but, like, for the amount of time he was there, his development was a lot more than some of the other characters you see. I don't know. I liked it. I, I, I The original one was, I, I really liked a lot, and when I saw this new one, and I saw that they kind of took a lot of his original personality out of it, I was really bummed out. But, that's just me. I'm not saying it's bad, it's just, I prefer the original. Yeah, um, I do too, and this, I mean, it was something new, I mean, it's a different perspective in this stuff, but, uh, I mean, uh, Toriyama flat out said when he saw the special that he would never be able to write something as dramatic as that, but, I mean, he, I didn't think he was that bad at writing some character down so drastically different. But at least we got to see Goku's mom for the first time, and now anyone who thinks that Celopa's the mother is wrong, finally. But, you know, that always bugged me. What, the him call, calling Celopa his mom? People? Well, yeah, everyone, every, like a bunch of people, us just assumed that that was, that was uh, his mom, because that was the only female Saiyan character in that special, so... It was kind of it kind of bugged me, because uh, it's they don't even look alike, firstly. So, but that's uh, that's all I have to say for uh, this chapter. It's kind of a disappointment, but you know, what can you do? It's Toriyama, and Toriyama's the man. So, nothing you can do about that. All right, next we're going to talk about. Dragon Ball Kai, or as it's known, it's known elsewhere as Dragon Ball Z Kai. Dragon Ball Kai is a refreshed cut of the original DBZ anime, uh, beginning its broadcast on April 5th, 2009 as a birthday present for Toriyama, and for the series' 20th anniversary. Uh, it lasted until March 27th, 2011, um, and it had to stop a, a week early due to the massive uh, earthquake and tsunami that, that struck Japan on March 11th of the same year. Um, and Toriko, that atrocious show, took, took its <laughs> time slot. I hate Toriko. Really? Can we pause I really and don't talk like about it. that? No, I, I just don't like it. No, all right, continue. <laughs> uh, all right. I don't know. Really, I've anyway. never watched it. I've just always been kind of curious about it. I've never heard somebody just come out and say they hate it. 
anyway, continue. Oh, I... Well, here's just something about Toriko. I read somewhere that in its highest ratings on TV, Toriko got lower ratings than Kai did at its lowest ratings. Hmm. So it had... So it, it, it was a flop. Even though Kai was also a flop on, on in Japan, um, Toriko was apparently worse. Really? Yeah, and I, I just don't like it. The only reason I don't watch it is because it's all about food, and like Dragon Ball Z in itself makes me hungry, dude. I could not handle the amount of food they're talking about in that show. So All, all shonen people are just food maniacs anyways. Huh. Naruto, you know. Yeah. Ramen. But yeah. Um, Kai was meant to bring the show closer to the manga, um, and it literally called itself the Toriyama Akira original cut version of Dragon Ball Z. Um, it, it was also made to bring Dragon Ball into the digital age, since Dragon Ball was, you know, Dragon Ball started in 1986 and ended in 1996, or 1997. And uh, that was before digital. Everything was analog. Everything was on, you know, film. It was not on computers. It was all hand-drawn. It was, it was just, you know, cell animation as opposed to computer animation. Um, and, but, ha- however, kind of contradictory because the show use, mostly uses the exact same footage as the old series... The only difference is it's remastered for high definition. Um, and it's actually remastered. Unlike Funimation's stupid attempts at remastering it using uh, DVNR, as opposed to actually hand frame by frame remastering it like they did with their level Blu rays. Now they're doing, st- the, the, they're repeating their mistakes they did with the uh, season sets on DVD, the Orange Bricks, and they're doing the same exact thing with the Blu-rays, only because it's cheaper. The main reason they canceled the level sets was because um, it was too expensive. But, uh, incidentally, that remaster looked much better, and it wasn't cropped. It was actually 4x3. And if you complain about the black bars on the side, you're an idiot, because TVs mostly nowadays can um, stretch the footage to fit your TV. And that is not a valid reason to complain about the about the black bars on the side. Also, why would you want to lose footage? You're if you crop it, you're basically losing twenty percent of the footage. And if you don't care about that, that's fine. I, I it's your opinion. But basically, you're losing some of the art, and uh, because this is a piece of artwork, you know, it's not it's not just for entertainment. It's an, it's a, it's an artwork. Um, and also, speaking of that, I've noticed that in the Blu-rays, the, uh, the new Blu-rays anyway, the, the backgrounds are washed out so badly that they look like watercolor at times, and it's really bad, it's just really bad, and the grain removal is way too hefty, they really, really should have, uh, should have kept some of the grain there, because the grain, grain is, is, is detail, so basically, if you're taking away film grain, you're taking away detail. So it's not really detailed. It's just lines and oversaturated colors. And it's th- those, those Blu-rays are just bad. And they really should have stuck with the remastering process of the level sets. 
if only they had more money to stick with that. But mm, I guess, you know, at least the Japanese track, uh, the voice track, is a little bit better than what is on the level sets and the dragon boxes. But to be honest, it's still really muffled. It's just the only difference is they kind of, um, kind of did noise reduction, so it's not, uh, you know... Um, hissy, like some, like, uh, old shows usually are, but audio is a totally different story with Dragon Ball Z, and it's a really, really s stupid, stupid story, too, uh, because Toei sh sure as hell could have kept the original high-quality audio on, on the, on the Japanese track, but they kind of threw away the original masters, so they had to use the really crappy audio for all their releases. Uh, except for the uh, the movies, because they kept the original masters for those. So the audio sounds great on Dragon Box the movies. For the show, though, um, the, the the audio sounds terrible, and that's how that's how we're gonna get for the future for for future releases too, unless uh, I unless Funimation acquires original broadcast tapes from Japan, which Chris Sabat is actually interested in, I've heard. So, if Funimation is able to get their hands and acquire the original broadcast audio for the Dragon Ball Z show in Japan, then I will, I don't care how bad the quality is, I will, uh, uh the video quality is, I will definitely get those releases just for the high quality Japanese audio, because the audio in the in the Japanese track is just so bad compared to the original broadcast on Japanese TV it, it it's if you see videos of the original broadcast you can see how, just how better the um the it sounded on TV as opposed to DVD in Japan and reruns on TV so it, it, the audio is just a problem but Funimation did do their best to make it sound presentable on their new Blu-rays. Um, but audio isn't really a, a problem on Kai at all, because the audio is also redone completely. Um, the sound effects are updated. The voice acting is redone. Uh, and it's, it's basically just... The music is different. It's basically just a kind of an updated version of the show, you know? So, um, so the footage was remastered, firstly, um, for the, for the Saiyan through Cell sagas by a company called Q-Tech, and, but now for the Boo saga, it's being remastered by Toei themselves, but I'll get in, uh, but, but, like, Q-Tech, while they were kind of, their picture kind of ended up kind of blurry, and Toei's a lot sharper. Toei's remaster of the Boo Saga has this really, really bad uh, green tint on the film. So it's like when you look at a character's eyes, instead of being white, they have like kind of a green shade to them, and it's kind of disgusting. That's what Anthony was kind of explaining to me the other day, like last time, and I didn't really quite see it when I watched, but now that you mentioned like looking at their eyes, I didn't even think to do that. I should take a look at that next time I watch it. Yeah, it doesn't, the thing is, it doesn't look pure white. It has, like, the gr a green kind of color. So, um, speaking of the vi the video, though, um, for the F Saiyan Saga through the Cell Saga, there were some scenes that were reanimated. Usually they were only seconds long, though, 
and this was usually meant to fix an animation error present in the original, such as Piccolo's blood being red as opposed to purple as it yeah. should be, or to censor certain materials such as Gohan's genitals. Um, the reason for this is because since 1997, when Dragon Ball GT ended, um, TV, TV regulations in Japan have gotten stricter, meaning that for a time slot like 9 a.m. on the Sunday, um, it's not appropriate to show uh, genitals, male genitals, especially those of a child. Um, meaning that in order for it to be aired on television, Toei had to go back and censor anything that showed male genitalia, and they did it pretty well. You don't really notice that unless you compare it to the original. But um, they also uh, reanimated some scenes to fix scenes with too many broken frames on the film. This means that um, broken frames means that if you have a, let's say you have a film strip and you, you watch, the, the, uh, watch it on a film projector, a broken frame would be like, it, it just, broken frame is just like, it's, it's black, it, it, it's completely destroyed, and so it doesn't show. Um, so Toei would have to go back and reanimate these scenes too. Um, so that was what Toei did to remaster Kai and to reanimate some scenes, but for the Boo Saga, Kai does not contain any remastered scenes, mostly because Toei is under a really bad budget. Their budget is super low, and so they, they only remastered, remastered it, they didn't reanimate anything because they take too much money to do so. So they, they're pretty much being the cheap bastards they always are, and just, just putting out the minimum quality they, they can probably rush out every week. But anyway, um, for all people who don't like Kai because it's censored, um, let's just talk about the censorship first. The censorship was mostly a, a Japanese thing because of strict TV regulations for Sundays on, at 9am. Um, however, some, a lot, some more stuff was uh, censored by Funimation for them to be able to air it on Nicktoons. And even more censored for them to, to air it on the CW. Uh, I'm not even going to go uh, into, the, into the CW because that was just... I hate the CW version of Kai because it's just ridiculous how much censorship there is. For example, their halos are changed with glowing balls um, to, to avoid religious connotations, which makes no sense whatsoever. Wait, what, what version of this? The CW version on Toon's Eye. I don't even know what that is. It's a it's a it's a TV channel um, that was that showed Kai with massive censorship. Um, they also censored Popo and changed his skin color to blue because they thought that Popo was racist because he was black and his lips were thick. So they thought it was a racial stereotype. So they had to change his his thick, his skin color to blue, which is also ridiculous. This just shows how racist they are. But in any case. Um, they also changed some, uh, some lines, too. For example, 
um, they thought that sp- that um, spirit bomb it was kind of a reference to Islamic terrorism. What? Therefore, <laughs> they changed the line. Instead of spirit bomb, they would say spirit blast. Uh, they also changed Gallic gun because they thought guns are very dangerous weapons and, sh- and children should not be exposed to them. They changed this line to Gallic blast. So wow. basically... Why are you watching this? I'm not. I just know about it because I, I, I mean, I'm DB Eternity, so I know <laughs> about this stuff. Okay. But anyway, you're not making so, it up. No, I'm not. This is legit. <laughs> this is legit. And I remember that um, in one scene, the scene where Krillin gets blown up by Frieza, the editing is so bad because um, they don't even show Krillin being blown up, blown up. Literally, he screams Goku. Um, it cuts to it cuts to Goku and Gohan looking up at him, and there's no explosion. It's just smoke. Krillin disappears. He huh. does not die. He disappears. He gets sent to so he he doesn't explode. <laughs> and also, all references to death are gone, and the censorship on the CW version is just so bad. And I can see why people would think it's think Kai sucks if they've seen that, because I also think it's atrocious that they censored that much. But if you watch it on Nicktoons, the censorship isn't that bad. All they really did was censor out some of the blood and uh well kind of kind of dialogue changes. Um they didn't swear in that version and they deleted all death references with, you know, kind of like beat or defeat, words like that. But, um, the censorship wasn't at all bad on that as compared to the CW version. Um, but this censorship isn't, even if it's the low censorship done on Nicktoons, um, this isn't an excuse to say that Kai sucks because there is an uncut version. There is blood, there is gore, there is a lot of language. There's so much language that I would say that almost half the lines on every episode are either the words damn, hell, bastard, crap, etc. Even, and even in one, in one scene, I remember Goldo uh, saying shit. So, um, Kai isn't really meant for children, as some people want to say. It's made for more mature audiences, actually. That being said... Stop being a bandwagoner and just give it a chance. Because, well, because, I mean, it doesn't, I I mean, I know that a lot of people who think Kai sucks have never seen it. And if they've seen it, they've only seen one episode. So, I mean, give it a chance. It's definitely better than Z. And I'm not just saying this to piss people off, even though I kind of enjoy that. But, like, if you watch side by side Kai and Z, you will see how much better the dialogue is, how much better the voice acting is, and just, you know, Kai was a lot more professionally done. I feel that the Z, that the Z dub was a total stain on the art product. It was disrespectful to the original. 
There, the Bruce Falconer music, for example, totally gave the middle finger to the original to the original music, and companies should not be doing this because this is this is just a a total disrespect to the original product. That's why Naoko Takeuchi does not want Sailor Moon to come back to the Ameri- to, to the U.S. Because, um, first, Deke, uh, the company that dubbed it, totally screwed it up. And it, I, I would say that dub is even worse than Dragon Ball Z's dub is. But, you know, so, just, Kai is a lot more respectful to the original um, series, to the original Japanese version, anyway, and it doesn't matter if you're nostalgic about the original, that's fine, if you like it, that's fine, but you shouldn't bash on Kai, because it, it's, it's, it's not a matter of opinion, it's officially a more professional, better product, it's just your, it's just opinions kind of dilute it, you know? So what were you going to say before? Well, me personally, like, when I was younger, I was like, uh, Dragon Ball Z's lame, I don't want to watch that, just because that's kind of like, I guess the people that I was around, that was their idea of it. And I was like, flipping through the channels, saw Dragon Ball Z Kai, and I was like, yeah, well, you know, back then I was younger, everybody said it was horrible, this was not, I, did, I was doing this when I was 15, I was looking at Dragon Ball Z Kai. Started watching Dragon Ball Z Kai when I was about 15, really liked it, thought it was awesome. Then... Caught up to like the end of it, just got tired of waiting for it to come out weekly. Started watching like Dragon Ball Z online, and then wa- eventually watched the whole series GT, Dragon Ball, whatever. And I mean, me being someone that started on Dragon Ball Z Kai and not having like the nostalgia effect to Dragon Ball Z, it, it definitely is a better, it's a better, you know, version of Dragon Ball Z. And without it, I wouldn't even be into you know, anything Dragon Ball right now in the first place. So, you know, I'm, me personally, I'm a big fan of Dragon Ball Z Kai or Dragon Ball Kai. And, you know, I'm really thankful that they went ahead and made it and they're continuing it and all this other stuff, you know? Yeah, and I agree with you because I'm also... I wasn't exposed to Z. Well, I was exposed to Z as a kid, but I totally hated it. And I don't know why I hated it. I was definitely more of a Naruto kid, mm-hmm. actually. So, in, so... Instead of DBZ, I, I just watched Naruto instead. So, and so I have kind of nostalgia problems with that dub, um, as some people do with the Dragon Ball Z one. Um, so I don't think the dub for Naruto is bad, but I don't think the Japanese version is bad either. That's the difference between Naruto fans and Dragon Ball fans. Uh, Naruto fans are can mostly accept both versions, whereas any Dragon Ball Z fan. It's either what they like, or it, just, or it sucks. <laughs> and that's not how a fandom should be. And that's why I don't like the fandom. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I was also Kai era. Meaning, I was, I was originally exposed to Kai too. So, I don't have nostalgia for the original dub either. And I, I am aware of all its awful flaws. And, and how, you know, it just, you know, it, sh- it shouldn't... It shouldn't be com- even compared to the uh, to the to Kai in terms of quality. It's just so much better. And if you give it a chance to give the uncut version a chance, then you won't be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Kai has entered uh, its Boo saga finally. 
starting on starting on April 6, 2014. Um, this is a direct continuation from the original from the original Kai series, so it is episode 99 and will continue on for I think Toei said 69 episodes. So there so every week we're going to see that. And but but um, there's no official announcement regarding a North American release. Uh, I believe we have covered that of like in this episode saying the Shemel thing and the and the Sabat thing and how they're kind of doing it on the down low and stuff so that the hype doesn't rush them or anything. But we do know it's going to happen. Uh, Europe was the first continent to announce it and they're calling it Dragon Ball Z Kai The Final Chapters. Um, so we know we're getting it. It's just a matter of time. Wait, does Europe use the Amer- like the American dub, or do they like get? British? Um, well, there's a bit of a hi- there's a bit of a history behind that. Originally, for Dragon Ball Z, they did not receive the same dub as as the American as the Americans. Um, they had okay. Well, it kind of corresponds to Canada, too. Um, they had a they had a they had. Well, first, in America, we had the Ocean Dub, um, and then Funimation split with Saban Entertainment, meaning that they were on their own, and they couldn't really sponsor, um, you know, they couldn't really afford to keep in contact with Ocean Studios, which was, uh, which is, um, I think, which is located in Canada, whereas Funimation is located in Texas. Funimation at the time wasn't big enough to hold, to hold this, uh, this communication with them, and it was too expensive to, um, to hire them for the voice acting, um, for their dub. So they did it by themselves. And this dub, uh, season three for the Frieza saga, after, um, I think, starting with a Ginyu episode, I think the one where Goku lands on Namek, they had their own, they started their own in-house dub, uh, with the horrible dialogue changes and the horrible voice acting, um, but there was less censorship, but that doesn't matter, it's still really bad, but, okay, so, then, Canada, and I think the UK, also aired this dub too, so they got the Funimation dub for this season, but then, after this season, the Ocean, Ocean started doing their own dub for Canada, and they also ported it over the, to the UK, and I think this carried over to the Boo Saga too. So, originally, the UK didn't get the same dub as like we did, except for Season 3, the Frieza Saga. Um, for, the rest of the, for the rest of the thing, they got the, um, the, uh, the Ocean cast, uh, over there, it was called the, well, was it? Well, never mind. But they had the Ocean cast, uh, not the Funimation cast. And actually, there are plans to there. There have been plans for years now to uh, for Ocean to make their own dub of Dragon Ball Z Kai, which I think is stupid. But um, do they have the rights to do it? They have the rights, and they actually leaked their theme song which is very much different from Dragon Soul. Um, and so it's going to happen, but it's just taken wait, years wait, to really actually do Wait, they're really going to do that? The ocean dub, they're going to get an ocean dub? Kai? Canada? I pretty, I'm pretty sure they are. 
that there's been talk of it for years and years, and now it's kind of finally escalating now. But well, I, mean, I guess I'm they might be sure trying that. to hop on like all the Dragon Ball hype right now. I mean, if you think about it, there's been a lot going on with Dragon Ball Z in general, so it wouldn't be yeah, a bad time, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah. So. Um. So then, I guess that. Yeah, the uh, the UK. Europe, uh, well, and also around Europe. Um, where they don't get all ocean, uh, all uh, English dubs either. Um, for example, Portugal has their own dub, which is way better than the Z dub. France has their own dub now, which it's way, way, way better than the original Z dub too. Oh my God, the French dub for Dragon Ball Z is just so bad. But Kai's, the, but Kai's dub is way better, so it's so it's okay. Um, I don't think Spain has their dub for Kai. Uh, actually, I think Portugal aired it subbed on TV. I don't, I don't know if they dubbed it, but I know that they aired it subbed on TV. So I'm not sure. But, but Europe is going to get it. They, um, they revealed they will be. Um, but North America um, hasn't done so yet. But we know it's going to happen, so just hold your horses. It's going to come. Um, until then, we have our weekly streams uh, on Fuji TV. If you if you haven't done that yet, uh, every if you, if you don't know about it yet, every Saturday, every Saturday afternoon or night, where it depends where you are in, in the world, um, we at Dragon Ball Insider host. Well, we don't host, but we we kind of sponsor this live stream of this guy on Justin TV that um, broadcasts. Uh, Kai and a lot more anime too. So every week we post on Instagram uh, a a post that links to that stream uh, in an hour in advance to when the, the an, uh, an episode of Kai is supposed to air. So if you haven't uh, joined us yet, I I encourage you to because basically you're you're taking part in history here because. You're basically watching the series the same time as Japanese people are on TV, which is unheard of in when when uh, Dragon Ball Z was airing in Japan since you know it wasn't in America until GT was in was uh, doing its thing in 1996, and even then, Dragon Ball Z didn't get popular in America until the early 2000s on Tsunami. So basically. This is a pretty good opportunity to to feel like to feel what it's like um, taking part in in a, in a release that is ongoing at the same time as the Japanese version, even though it's not technically new. But you know, it's it's pretty neat, and I, I I encourage everyone to join us every week. It's it's actually pretty fun. You can chat um, with other people watching the stream too, and. We've had some interesting conversations on there, so it's so uh, it's it's pretty fun, and uh, I I try to watch every week. Sometimes I can't, but you know it's 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 cool, and just just join us. It's pretty cool. But okay, so our opinion on on Dragon Ball Kai as a whole, it's, there's good audio as opposed to the Japanese releases of Dragon Ball Z, which are really bad. 
Um, there's a there's sharp video. Um, it's really clear for the Boo Saga. Toei did kind of a, a decent job at remastering it, but the colors are wrong, and they really need to fix that green tint. But I doubt they will, uh, because of their their budget maybe or some other reason why they haven't done that yet. Six episodes in, eh, you know, well, six or five episodes in. Um, but anyway, it seems really rushed because. Um, the editing for it is sometimes really awkward, and it just goes so fast. Like, there's some... There's, and there's a lot of cut scenes, too. Well, you know, filler is, is, in, is almost in existence in, uh, in Kai. Um, so, but, but there's so much filler in the Saiyaman uh, saga, or the Saiyaman part of the series, that um, it's just... It was... Cu- so much was cut out, and... S- and it just goes so fast. Like, I think there's like three to four chapters per episode at this speed. So, it's going really fast. Um, we also talked about the green tint. That's pretty obnoxious. And, well, the music is being redone again for Kai. Uh, Kai's Boo Saga. Um, well, the music thing was a very, really lengthy, really complicated mess. Um, for Kai, so I won't get into that very much. All you need to know, really, is that the original composer for Kai was uh, fired for infringing on Hollywood movies such as Avatar and Terminator Salvation, meaning that he, um, they switched over to the original uh, Dragon Ball Z score for the for reruns and for the last two episodes of Kai that aired in Japanese in Japanese TV. So, which and 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 it doesn't work. Uh, it was pretty bad. Even though I really like the music for the Japanese score, it's just really bad um, how they do how they used it in Kai, because they had like a really limited number of tracks to choose from, and they repeated over and over the same stuff. But um, this new score is seems really synthesized, and it doesn't seem like Dragon Ball music at all. So I think Bruce Falconer fans wouldn't hate it. But um. There are some instances where the music is really, you know, much different and kind of resembles the dry, uh, Battle of Z music a lot more in the fact that it's really, you know, dramatic and stuff. So, is it the same composer for Battle of Z? Yeah, it's the same okay. composer. So we'll see his style because for so far in the series, they're only at um, Trunks versus Mr. Satan uh, in, the, in the tournament. So we haven't hit anything that's really... Um, dramatic or, you know, emotional yet, but the next episode is the, is, um, Videl versus Spopovich, I think. Oh, no, 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 it's not, it's not. The next episode is, um, Piccolo versus Sheen. So, so I don't know how they're gonna do the music for that. Um, basically, it's the episode where Piccolo, um, basically uh, forfeits the match before it even starts because he's freaked out at his pow- as, as power. So, like, the, so the, like, more, more important and dramatic stuff is going to be shown. So I, I, we're, we're going to... We're, we'll see how um, his music... Sumitomo's music changes along with that because it's going from lighthearted Kai, uh, Boo Saga to now more, you know, 
serious Boo Saga starting, kind of starting here. So his music is going probably most likely going to take a really big turn because if you've heard his music in, in some of these episodes, there's this lighthearted stuff which is really synthesized, and then there's this orchestrated stuff which is used for dramatic scenes. So he has like two different styles: one for lighthearted scenes and one for more dramatic scenes. And since we're getting to more dramatic stuff. I'm pretty sure his music is going to change a lot. So we'll see how it is there. For now, though, I think, I think his music is, uh, you know, it's not bad, but it could be a lot more varied and a lot better. So, eh, it's alright, I guess. And that's all I have to say about Kai. Yeah, that was a lot. Mm, so next we're going to talk about... The June 2014 Psycho Jump Akira Toriyama interview. So, the June issue of Psycho Jump hit Japan shelves on May 2nd, 2014. This issue includes Majin Buu arc, top secret Q&A interviewing feature, none other, none other than the Akira Toriyama. So, basically, should I get into every single interview question, or... Uh, you can do that if you want. Um, basically, it's just, um, it's just uh, him being interviewed by his assistant Nahooishi about some of the unclear stuff about the Boo Saga that hasn't been revealed before. So, if we want to be mo the most informative, then sure, go ahead and do every question because there's some really, in really interesting information in this. All right. So, first question in the Q and A session with Akira Toriyama is, how did Mr. Satan train to become stronger? Did he have someone like a martial arts master? Akira, Akira responds, When Mr. Satan was young, he attended a fighting dojo called Satan Castle. Through combination of considerable power and luck, he, he quickly became world champion and, called, and was called Mr. Satan, after the name of his dojo. One day at a bar in South City, Satan and his martial arts master made the mistake of making fun of Tao Pai Pai, Tao Pai Pai's hairstyle, his master was killed, and Satan was heavily injured. From then on, Mr. Satan solemnly swore never to fight anyone whose truly true identity he did not know or anyone seemed crazy strong. And this is how we get Mr. Satan's attitude towards Goku and Gohan and the rest, I suppose. Alright, um, next, Naho she said... How did Mr. Satan win the Tenkaichi Budokai when Goku and company weren't around? He didn't cheat, did he? And he answered, No, Mr. Satan really is strong, on an ordinary human level, that is. If a monstrously strong opponent turned up, he'd pretend he wasn't feeling well and sit out the match, like he like he uh, would do in order to keep his, you know, his, his kind of status, I guess, intact. Uh, so his reputation doesn't doesn't kind of like get worse because you know he's he's a guy who's just like I'm the champion you know I beat Cell but he would just pretend he has injuries and stuff so he wouldn't have to fight anyone strong really so that his um, his image wouldn't be wouldn't be kind of destroyed. Um, but, uh, here's another short question. Is there anyone else in Mr. Satan's family besides Fidel? And it was written, uh, Toriyama said, it was written that his wife had already died. 
and there's only two of them in their family, but they have loads of servants since they're rich and stuff. Well, that's it. That's it for Mr. Satan. Alright. I think this one's actually really interesting. So, Nahawashi says, How did Bibbidi make Majin Buu? What process was there? What were Buu's ingredients, etc.? Toriyama replies, Though in the manga, Kaishin said that Bibbidi made him, the truth is that one called Boo was not actually created by Bibbidi, but he has existed since time Im immemorable. He cycled between rampages and long hibernation. During numerous iterations of this cycle, he absorbed the evil elements of mankind, becoming steadily more violent. Bibbidi merely knew the means of calling Boo from out of his slumber. Since the current Boo is slightly different from life form due to the changes brought about when the evil Boo was expelled, it is known whether he's still go. It is not known whether he he'll still go into long hibernation. I, don't know, I think this is cool because originally I always wondered like how Bibbidi or whoever made such like a strong character, but really what I feel like this is saying is that you know he's just kind of always been around, which is fine. You know I don't need the whole backstory and it's also I think it's cool that he kind of just absorbed all the evils of like and elements and stuff that he of like the planets he's been through and like the people he's killed and stuff you know what I mean yeah like now that they say this I wonder who did make him or you know if if he was made by anyone at all yeah I mean it's kind of hard to say I guess it's just what goes on whether or not a character element wants to make up a background story really you know, yeah. but I don't know. I find that really interesting. I just think it's kind of cool to see, like, hear, you know, a little bit about his origins, I guess, even though it's not a lot, it's still something. Right. Okay. And now, now more, que another question on Majin Buu. Uh, Naho Oishi says, Majin Buu is invincible, but where does he get his energy from? It can't be from all the candy he eats, can it? Uh, and he's, and uh, Akira Toriyama says, well, he doesn't particularly need energy. He just likes candy. Um, and as a side note, since the bad Boo was pure evil, uh, he was easily purified in the afterlife, meaning that um, he was reincarnated as Oob right away. So here's another question. Um, please tell us quietly the spell that BBD left behind in his notebook to seal away Majin Boo. And this was kind of a funny question, because his response is, it, it, humans can't pronounce it. Uh, in letters, it would be something like N-U-W-E-M-W-I-T-T-S-I-M-W-A-W-A-A-Y. So, like, new-em-wits-I'm-well-a. So, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure he just made this up. On the spot. <laughs> he seems like the kind of person who would do that. So. So. Question is. The Kaioshin are said to have the highest status in the universe. But how can you become a Kaioshin? Toriyama says. No one can. Kaioshin are born as Kaioshin. There are three of them and they, they work in shifts. Though there are two of them on duty now. If one of the Kaioshin were to die in an accident then the currently inactive Kaioshin would grow in the Kaioshin realm like a plant. If there are, 
aren't any accidents, then it's said that their lifespan is are about seventy five thousand years. Didn't it say in like the Daisenshu that the Kai's were came from like fruit, like tree fruit? I don't know. I I have no idea where they actually come from, but they are pretty much the gods of the gods of the world. So I don't know to be honest. Hmm. I don't know. It's in the Daisenshu. If you can read. Well, Japanese. no, uh, more. It's actually more gods of the gods of the gods of the world. Because we have Kami, he's God. Then we have Kaio, which is the god of the god of pretty much God, and all the gods of the uh, of the territories they govern in the universe. And then they have, and then we have the Kaioshin. So the gods of the gods of the gods of the world. So so I don't know. I don't know where they came from though. All right. Well, another another Kaioshin question here. Who was it that sealed Elder Kaioshin away in the Z Sword? Um, the Kaioshin, he responds, who create planets, and the gods of destruction who destroy them have never gotten along that well. But every but once every thousand years or so, they go to each other's realms and hold a coordination meeting. At this time, they got into an argument over some trifling thing, and a certain short-tempered god of destruction sealed Elder Kaioshin away inside a sword. Naturally, it wouldn't have been proper for him to destroy the Kaioshin realm itself. By the way, that god of destruction was Beerus. So, basically what he's saying here is, the reason why he's in the Sea Sword is because Beerus put him in there. Because the gods of destruction are just so much stronger than anything, anything else in the universe at this point. So Toriyama's tying in Battle of Gods with the actual series. So um, Battle of Gods is canon. So uh, that's how he was in the sword to begin with. Next question. This one's about other characters, not regarding the Boo saga. Karimin and number 18 live with Marin Chan at the Kami House. I want to hear the story about how they came to have such a wonderful relationship. Toriyama replies, Sorry, I'm really bad when it comes to romantic stories like this, so I can't give you a straight answer. But I think it, I think that probably number 18 found Kruin's seriousness and straightforwardness refreshing, and somehow or another they ended up falling for him. Or she ended up falling for him. Ah, typical Akira Toriyama, I suppose that answer yeah 18 doesn't sound like the kind of person that would fall for something like that anyway he just pretty much made that up too i don't think it's so much that he can't write a love story i think it's just that he feels uncomfortable writing it and he does not want to be judged for it i just think it's not his style he's more comedy uh, okay so here's a vegeta question um Vegeta's got that famous line about a bargain sale of Super Saiyans, but does that mean he's been dragged along to bargain sales by Bulma or Trunks? So this isn't an important one. This is another comedic question, uh, to which uh, Toriyama responds, As you might expect, he's never actually been to a bargain sale. Bulma's super rich after all, so I don't think there'd be any need for them, for them to go. Most likely he just learned about them from TV news or commercials that ha he happened to watch. So that wasn't really an important question, but 
Oh, okay, well, here's here's one about Goku. Uh, Goku endlessly keeps getting stronger with Super Saiyan 3 in the manga and Super Saiyan 4 in the anime. So does Super Saiyan keep getting limitlessly stronger, too? Might we eventually see something as a Super Saiyan 5? Uh, and Toriyama responds, Super Saiyan 2 and 3 are nothing more than powered-up variations of Super Saiyan. After the fight with Beerus, Goku realized that mastering his normal state and Super Saiyan would raise his level more, than, more and saps less strength, so I think he probably won't become Super Saiyan 2 or 3 anymore. I, so this I, is an interesting one. Oh yeah, this is my favorite one on the whole list. I loved this question. And the answer, I, I, th I liked the answer, honestly. I mean, like, for, to me it explains why... Vegeta was able to surpass Goku without becoming a Super Saiyan 3 in Battle of Gods. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. Yeah, I don't I, I, I really like this, the whole concept of that. And I mean, like, if they needed to use Super Saiyan 2 or 3 in a, a, a scenario where they, like, just like a kind of a worst case, like, it's like a, like a trump card. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got it. I don't know. Uh, so, basically what he's saying is that well, Super Saiyan is the main thing, but Super Saiyan 2 and 3 are just powered up a little bit more. So, getting stronger in Super Saiyan mode would also mean you would get stronger in Super Saiyan 2 and 3. But, but doing something, but like fighting in Super Saiyan 2 without training Super Saiyan, or, and especially Super Saiyan 3 with its, um, with its energies, energy consumption, uh, it wouldn't be efficient, so it's but way better to just train normally and in Super Saiyan, so that uh, correspondingly you'd become stronger in the in the following forms. So he's basically just saying that well, just Super Saiyan is is the main thing, and Super Saiyans two and three are just extensions. So Super Saiyan four and f well is a GT thing, so it's not really canon, and but like. Continuing limitless uh, Super Saiyan forms isn't really efficient. So Toriyama says, well, I don't really think it's a good idea, so I'm probably not going to even make him go Super Saiyan 2 or 3. Hmm. Because he, he, he has an emphasis on, on just regular Super Saiyan. Probably just so, like Super Saiyan better because it's easier to draw. Probably. <laughs> Guess we'll go to the final question. Pretty simple. Straightforward. Who created the Tenkaichi Budokai and why? It originated in a festival and held since long ago at the temple, which is now serves as the tournament grounds, says Akira Toriyama. Well, it it's kind of not really a good answer because um, the Tenkaichi Budokai was held in more than one temple. Mm -hmm. it, uh, the 21st was held at one temple, and uh, the 22nd was held at Papaya Island. The 23rd, uh, well, I don't know. They never specify where it is at the first one, at the 21st one. I thought it was always they, at the same place. Yeah, I, th I, I'm pretty, I think I'm wrong, but it only specifies in the 22nd. Mm. So, I, it led me to assume that they're in different places, but I guess they're not. They're just not specified, but oh well. That uh, it's it's kind of like a little bit 
historical backstory for Dragon Ball, mm-hmm. even though it's so little. It's pretty. It's it's pretty cool to have some of that. And so that was every question in this interview in this magazine that um, that we had here. So we we found out some information about Boo and uh, some information about the Kaioshin. Uh, connecting to Battle of Gods and stuff. And uh, we even found out about Mr. Satan info, Vegeta, and Goku, and, and Toriyama's basically stand on Super Saiyan. So it was a pretty, pretty interesting interview, and it, and it gave a lot of insight to stuff that wasn't really clear before. So pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like that interview. I found that really interesting. It even got me going and going on Ken, Kenzenshu and looking at other interviews that they've had translated and stuff from, like, the Daizenshu and all that. I don't know. I find that uh, interview pretty just, cool. My favorite one is when they ask something about Vegeta and Toriyama responds, well, people, I didn't, I didn't like Vegeta very, very much, so when people ask me to to spare his life, I killed him. Which, which is pretty funny, in my opinion. But, okay, so now that we're done with that, we were going to hold a Q&A session, but Anthony's not here, as you may have noticed. So what we're going to do is we're going to save that uh, until he is here with us so he can also input his questions, or his answers to questions that we've gotten from from a lot of from a lot of people. So... Uh, and it should be our the the probably um, our next podcast, and we'll pr- maybe I'll, I'll I'll pitch this to him that we'll 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 ask more people to ask questions, so that we can make it the f- main focus of our podcast rather than news because we pretty much covered everything that had to be covered from the time that we were absent from podcasting till now. So I think that we should get more people to answer questions or ask questions for us to answer so we can focus on that completely in the next episode. So if you're listening to this, don't, don't, um, don't be discouraged to, to ask any question. Um, just, and, and, and I'll tell Anthony to post something on how to do so. But for now, um, we have a list of here and we're going to use it on the next podcast. Uh, and we're, it's going to be fun because question answering is always great. So, yeah, um, (laughs) till now, till then, you can find us at www.dragonballinsider.com. That is D-R-A-G-O-N-B-A-L-L-I-N-S-I-D-E-R.com. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, Tumblr, uh, Google+, Facebook, and Instagram, of course, and Reddit. Uh, finally, you can find us on our forums, which, you know, haven't really taken off at all. Uh-huh. But you can also find us on our Dragon Ball Kai streams on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. So... That's all we have for you today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed all this news that we missed, and I hope you enjoyed the return of our podcast after phew, how many, how much, how long was it has has it been since? Too long. Way too long. 
Um, sorry for the delay. Our time schedules have just been totally messed up, and uh, a bunch of technical issues occurred in the meantime. So we're really sorry about the delay, but we hope you enjoyed our kind of return to this. Uh, we, I certainly enjoyed talking today, and it's going to be fun when we answer questions from people. So that's all we have today. I'm David, DB Eternity, and there's Ben from uh, Dragon Ball, the Dragon Baller, and we're out. See ya.